1: Welcome to episode 249 of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Ellen. Our guest today has experienced a raft of health issues, including the loss of one third of his large intestine, as well as a kidney, gallbladder, and appendix. And if that wasn't enough, he's had two heart attacks and cancer. But thanks to Cannabis, he's still with us, and he's here today to tell his story. And joining us from Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, Canada, is Bill Wickman. Bill, thanks very much for doing this.
2: Thank you very much for having me.
1: Bill, I'm pleased you're here to tell your story because I must confess, after reading your story and the challenges, the health challenges that you faced, uh, is it safe to say you were a bit of a train wreck in terms of your health?
2: Absolutely. When I had my aortic dissection in 2013, it was um, certainly life-changing. My doctors were surprised I came back from that, um, you know, back to the city and alive. So I I took it in stride and decided to myself that I've got another chance at life, so I'm going to try to do the best I can.
3: What's an aortic dissection, Bill?
2: An aortic dissection is usually caused by excessively high blood pressure, uh, that's gone untreated. That would be me. I had several occasions to try to treat it, but I didn't. But anyway, um, it. What happens is the blood pressure it gets so high that it starts to delaminate your arteries, and when that happens, uh, death is quick. So, so yeah, yeah. I, go ahead. Sorry. When I when I had the aortic dissection, I uh, was admitted to a hospital, spent two months in there. Like you've like you mentioned, I lost several parts of my body and organs, and uh, it was not very much fun. I had to learn to walk again because they induced a coma and kept me in a coma for 10 days. Uh, but the, 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 I was able to cope with most of that by just um, smoking cannabis to alleviate some of the nausea, the pain, some of the discomforts I was feeling as I was healing from, from, from the aortic dissection. The true, the true what I, when I really found out was just in the last couple of years when I actually um, had the heart attacks. And when they opened me up and gave me my quadruple bypass, uh, I started re- having severe pains in my back. It was causing uh, my muscles to uh, contract and just create all kinds of pain. And at the time I was taking I, I was taking Tylenol for the pain and it uh, it subsided it alleviated the pain a little bit but not very much. but during this time I also uh, had a, a little bout with some skin cancer. I had it in my nose and the bridge of my nose and a couple on my arm that I have my fistula on for dialysis and um, when I uh, Went to the doctors. They 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 cut out the one in my nose, and um, twice they had to do it because it, they didn't get it all the first time. And then they used nitrogen, liquid nitrogen, to burn the ones off on my, uh, freeze the ones off of my arm. Both experiences were extremely painful. Um, it's, it was like something I don't want to feel again. Um, so anyway, I ended up uh, healing from that, and then about a few months later, I got. A couple more of those spots on my arm I had already started taking the um, uh, cannabis oil for another cancer scare that I had and that was around when I had a I'm over 60 years old so I I I get the fit tests in the mail every year to take a stool sample for blood uh, to test pot you know to see if I test positive for blood this last in 2016 I tested positive so that's when I decided maybe I should do something about it. So I purchased some cannabis and started making RSO oil, did some research on it. And a month later, I went in for a colonoscopy to check for bleeding or for any any kind of ulcers or any cancer in my in my bowels. And uh, lo and behold, there was none. So I essentially got you know, all clear from that. However, going back to the to the arm thing, the sores on my arm, cancer on my arm, mm-hmm. they were the same as the other two lesions that I had on my arm that they, they froze off. And so what I did was I took some of this RSO oil and put it on a Band-Aid, and put the Band-Aid on, and four or five days later, took the Band-Aid off, and it was gone. So
3: Nice. So did you ever get um, any kind of diagnosis on that, Bill? Did they did the doctor say to you, oh, this looks like melanoma or basal cell or squamous cell? For the,
2: on the skin cancer,
3: mm-hmm.
2: on the skin cancer in the nose, it was a a, a melanoma type cancer. It okay. was a very slow. It was a very slow acting cancer too, so uh, they weren't overly concerned about it. But I didn't want to have nothing to do with this kind of stuff. So I, because I had done all that research on on RSO and found out that Rick Simpson used it to clear up his skin cancer, I thought, what the hell? Why not try it?
3: And it worked like a charm, evidently.
2: It worked absolutely like a charm.
3: So the as oil as, you made, Bill. Um, yes? Did you make that from one strain or a couple of strains? Or
2: I searched for you know for a high indica strain, like like Rick mentioned in his in his videos, and it's really hard to find because pure indicas are are not common anymore. I mean, most of them are high indica dominant. Yeah, or indica or dominant, dominant.
3: Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I. I mean, I. I got what I had. I quit, and I. I made a, a batch of oil. I'll tell you right now that, you don't have to just use, cannabis to make the oil. I mean, I've used shatter to make oil. I've used uh, live rosin to make oil. I mean, you just have to go through the process and mm-hmm. make sure you. You get all the byproducts out of it, and it works fine.
1: Mm-hmm. I think you raise an interesting point, uh, and we get questioned on this a lot, Corey, is people want to know what particular strain did this individual use in mm-hmm. order to clear the cancer. and
3: it's, it's not so much about strain. No. It's about getting a combination I, of strains. You and know. I
2: agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that because, I mean, with, with, with Rick, he says that to get the strain, to make you sleepy and want to sleep and rest. A lot of people don't want to do that. You know, I mean, a lot of people want to have the life, and if they can handle the sativa, you know, the the higher the sativa gives you, I mean, why not take it? Then? You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's the high THC that's going to, to solve your issues, then that's the way I would look at it.
1: Well, I think a lot of people have to just try it, whatever it is just try it just do it and uh see many- what happens see how it, you react that's
3: right you know i mean i've had people that have made oil out of sativa i remember one guy contacted me but he hadn't he hadn't slept in 4 days because because it totally wired him <laughs> you know so um indica indica dominant for if you've got if you've got heavy duty cancer mm-hmm. but you know sativa definitely is you know more energizing for people, if, you know, if they're trying to make it through the day. I think it's it's an individual thing, too. How how does exactly. the person react to it? And also, what's their lifestyle? What have they got going on? And also, what are they battling?
2: Exactly. I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, it, it, it totally depends on your how your body can handle it, too. I mean, I've, I've read so much and heard so much that some people can only take a rice grain size, and that's it. That's all they can handle. Other people can take two or three grams, you know, in a day. And it it depends on the individual, really.
3: Absolutely, it does.
1: Bill, when you were in the hospital, let me just back up a bit, and you had Mm -hmm. your aortic dissection. Why Mm -hmm. did you lose your kidney, gallbladder, and appendix?
2: I lost the kidney because that was one of the more serious arteries that was damaged, and it was going to burst. So they decided to clamp that kidney off. So they clamped the blood supply to that kidney off and killed it. When they did that, Somehow they lost the blood flow to that part of my uh, uh, intestine, and they didn't know that at first. And once they lost the blood flow, the, the intestine, eventually, that part of the intestine, eventually died, and I started to go into sepsis, and I was having all kinds of bad reactions to it. And so they opened me up and discovered that, removed it, and they gave me an ileostomy for a
1: year and a half. That was fun. No, no, it's not fun. <laughs> no it is not (laughs) it's not fun at all and and your gallbladder it uh,
2: was full of stones they found that when they did a um what do they call that with an ultrasound Mm -hmm. they were doing an ultrasound in my stomach because i was having some issues around losing weight but my my abdomen was being abdomen was distended Mm -hmm. so they were unsure what was going on so they were testing and when they when they did the Ultrasound, they came across my gallbladder and found that it was full of stones. So they should have, They wanted to remove it. So when I had my ileostomy reversal, they had to, They decided they would reverse the ileostomy, take the gallbladder out, and repair hernia that developed in the in the ileostomy ileostomy location. So they did
3: a three. I got a three-four in that well, operation. Full meal deal there. Holy. Mm-hmm.
1: Bill, at any time during your darkest moment, well, let me back up a bit. What was your darkest moment? My darkest moments? Yeah, during all of this surgery you've had, these, these medical issues that you'd had to deal with, you know, losing your kidney, gallbladder, appendix, heart attack. Um, it,
2: it, it's It's strange for me to say this, but I've had a very upbeat attitude through this whole thing. I, I, I can't say that I've had really dark moments where I've i thought about ending my life or anything like that. I've been fairly upbeat through this whole situation. I've had some, I've had a good support crew in my renal crew that've helped me through a lot of my other issues, and um, some of my friends are very supportive in that respect. I don't have any backlash. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. My family has been superb for this. My brother was here. For supporting my whole family showed up in Calgary when I had to go for my aortic dissection it was kind of neat
1: yeah that's fantastic they uh, they all came and supported you and the family got together
2: exactly it was really nice um, but i am not sure exactly why i had this attitude you know this positive attitude because no, normally people get super depressed when they go through stages like this and something like this and and Dark thoughts go through their minds, but I never had that. I was always um, energetic, and I was always trying to be encourage- encouraging myself to get up and walk because I had to learn to walk again. Hey, so I mean, I've learned all these different things again, and and it's it's been an experience that I mean, although it's been it's a tragic experience, it's one that I take the blame for because I never took care of myself. So I accept the fact that I've gone through all of this stuff, and I've, I've had to do this.
1: Now, when you, uh, prior to your, your medical issues, you were a smoker yep. of, of cannabis recreationally yes. for many, many years. Yes. And did you know anything about cannabis oil prior to your illness?
2: Oh, heck yeah. We used to smoke it all the time. The oil.
1: <laughs> the oil yeah. you
2: smoked.
3: You smoked oh, yeah. the oil or you smoked uh, flour? We smoked, we, no, we. I
2: smoked, I smoked what we call hash oil. It oh, okay. A little, okay. okay, yeah. Little five so you're a miles.
3: pioneer.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, been around, I've been doing this like from the 70s. Eh? So.
3: Maybe this had something to do with your attitude.
2: <laughs> it, right. it very well could have because I have a very laid-back attitude. I, I don't stress out very often or I don't show it.
1: Mm-hmm. So. No, that's good. Now, tell me about making the the oil, because Corey will admit we get a lot of inquiries from people who want to know how to make the oil, and mm-hmm. uh, they they send us emails about uh, how did what did this person do, and I'd like you to kind of walk us through the process you did in order to mm-hmm. make your own oil.
2: Well, I followed the Rick Simpson protocol. Fairly closely when it, when it came to making the oil. I uh, decarboxylated my, my cannabis in the oven, um, ground it all up, and I used isopropyl alcohol, 99% isopropyl alcohol, and did a, a wash before, and did two washes actually, and then filtered it and filtered it again uh, to get it as clean as possible, as clear as possible. And then I took out the old rice cooker and cooked her down. And it's uh, then,
3: yeah, it's a ahead. really
2: simple process. The more, I mean, there's little tools you can have that can make the process that much easier. Having a little infrared heat gun to to have an actual visual idea what the temperature is all the time. Mm-hmm. It's helpful for the newbie because it allows them to get an idea when they're cooking in their ice cooker that as the alcohol is bro- boiling off, the temperature never gets very hot. It never gets above 100 degrees C. So, I mean… There's never an issue while you're cooking it down. It's when the very, very end of the process that you have to be super careful it doesn't get too hot on you. Eh?
3: Yeah, and you also need to be super careful that you're doing this method, uh, for listeners, please, outside and lots of Absolute. ventilation and a fan because there certainly Absolute. is a risk of an explosion. You you need to be very, mm-hmm. very vigilant that way.
2: Absolutely. This whole process took took place out on my deck in my backyard. I was, there was no way I was... That stuff into the house to do it. No, just working with it in the house, mixing it was just bad enough because of that. The the odors that came off it. No, you know, when I was washed, yeah, when I washed it, filtered it and stuff. Yeah.
1: Now you got the oil, and you say you were taking 250 milligrams four times a day. Yes. How did you measure that out?
2: What I did is I I I, I classified the oil, the Rick Simpson oil, as as, as, as the oil, okay? Mm-hmm. Never worry about concentration, how much THC it is and whatever it has. One gram of that is one gram of rick Simpson oil. So what I would do is I would um, infuse it with um, cold press hemp seed oil mm-hmm. because of the health uh, promotions with the hemp oil, with the omega-3s and 6s and, the, and all the goodness in the oil. Right. So I decided to use that as a, as a carrier, and I mixed it three to one with the with the, uh, the Rick Simpson oil.
3: So three and part, what I, three parts of oil, one part Rick Simpson oil as you're calling it. Exactly. All right.
2: Um, and what it do, what it did when I weighed it out, it gave me it made me uh, it gave me an exact a very, very close measurement of ten milligrams per drop of oil. Mm-hmm. So now I have a, a, a very precise dosing method. So I would measure out, I measured out 13 drops, or when I was taking it, I was measuring out 25 drops, and that was giving me 250 milligrams in a capsule, and I would make enough capsules to last me a couple weeks, and cap them up and put them in the fridge, and when I needed one, I'd take one.
1: Did you take them by suppository at all?
2: No. No, just orally? No. And I hit I hit a, one gram a day right off the bat, only because of my smoking characteristics, having smoked every day of my life for the last 15 years.
1: Man, the Superman of pot. Good for you. <laughs> it,
2: it it hit me pretty good too. Yeah, so. I was going to ask whether it did or not. I, yeah. It didn't. It didn't take long to get accustomed to it though. It, mm-hmm. Like within a couple of days, I was I was accustomed to it. So and after that, it was like nothing. I was. I never felt
1: it. A couple of weeks ago, we interviewed this young fellow in Florida who was 28 who had 64 tumors throughout his body, and uh, he started cannabis oil. And he could take a, a gram at a time, and he wouldn't get high. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I, when, I, we, I, when we did the interview with him, he'd, uh, he'd taken a gram a couple of hours earlier, and he was fine.
2: Yeah, I believe that. I mean, I, I took, I took a, a capsule here about an hour and a half ago, I take it four times a day still for my pain that yeah. I, I'm suffering. Like when I have my open heart surgery, when they split your chest open, from my middle back and my upper back, I have, I'm in constant pain now, 24-7.
1: So yeah, I, I take nice. the oil for that now. Corey winced when you said that.
3: Yes.
2: It, it's, it's not, it's not a, a pleasant feeling. And it's different than
1: uh, um,
2: sciatica-type pain in the lower back. It's a kind of a different pain. This is this, this this kind of pain is like a nerve pain where it takes your muscles and just knots them up as tight as they'll go. And it just holds them there. It doesn't let go.
1: And that's and from just, the heart it's, operation.
2: It's it's I think it's from this when they when they opened up my chest and, yeah. and something going on with my spine. I I have a little bit of a fear of chiropractors, so I haven't been to see one yet. I probably should go see one.
3: I'd encourage you to do that, Bill. Mm-hmm. I totally would. So um, I've, I've had open heart surgery, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, and, but you just need to get a really good one. Um, I have issues with my sternum um, floating. Um, it, it's it's malaligned, uh, and I ended up with something called post-sternotomy syndrome. So uh, definitely check out a, a decent chiropractor, and it can really make a huge difference.
2: I can believe that. I know, like the my back, the bad experience I had is when I had um, lower back problems, and I walked in there, I crawled out, so it made a really bad experience worse. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. So, Bill, how much oil would you say you take uh, now?
2: Do you take about a half a gram a day?
3: Half a gram a day, hey? Yeah. Hmm.
2: Bill, tell. I take it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, no. I take. I take. Um, four four capsules a day. Each one has about a hundred and twenty to hundred and thirty milligrams in it.
3: Now, do you, I'm just want to ask you a sort of side side thing here. You, you, we were talking before we started recording about your family of dogs. There, do you ever give anything to your dogs?
2: I have one. The one dog that was I I brought back that was abused a couple of times. She was diagnosed with um oh it's a hip. Hip disorder, hip dysplasia, it's called, yeah, yeah. where the hip sockets aren't deep enough for her. And eventually, this is going to cause her problems and pain. So, I'm keeping a close eye on her. And if she starts, I'm probably going to start around something. It may not be a THC oil, it may be something it's with CBD, CBD in it.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, I, I'm keeping that in mind. And I have some elderly, I have an, one of my aunts, cats is very elderly, and one of my dogs is very elderly. So, I'm working with them. I haven't given them anything, but I'm I'm anticipating I probably will be for joints and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bill, does th- anyone in the medical profession know what you have been doing? Yeah. What's yep. the reaction? All my doctors.
2: All my doctors know. I have I have one doctor that's actually prescribed um, me for medical to medically grow marijuana if I want. Mm-hmm. I just have some issues with landlords and stuff like that, which prohibit me. But I may be looking for. Uh, uh, someone to grow for me. I'm I'm able to grow what is it, twenty three plants if I have to, yeah. if I want to.
1: Oh, good to hear. Through, pres-
2: through a prescription through my doctor, so okay. I mean, okay. they know, so.
1: And they're all supportive. Are they? Uh, are Are they surprised at, at the recovery you've made given the medical circumstances that you've endured? I
2: think um, they're not. They're not opposed to it. Because I'm a renal patient, um, smoking cannabis and cannabis use is, is highly frowned upon because of the tran- the risks at, at transplants. With uh, the problem is, is a fungus that can that can develop in 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 cannabis that can be very fatal to people with immune deficiencies. And when you have it, and when you have a transplant, you are immune deficient because they give you all these drugs that. Mm-hmm. Suppress, your suppress your immune system. system. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, interesting. I didn't well, know
3: yeah, that. Yeah, I, I've never heard of that either.
1: So, yeah.
3: I, I mean,
2: I, 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 I talk openly and freely about this to all my nurses in dialysis and everything else. They know that I, I, I usually, I usually um, try to take my oil just before I go into dialysis because it does help me with... Um, anxiety and, and, and restlessness that I, I develop while I'm there. Mm-hmm. And it'll help me sleep as well. So, But they all know it, but it also affects my blood pressure. And with dialysis patients, blood pressure is a big deal. So causes me some issues there. It causes my blood pressure to drop really bad.
1: Bill, one of the things that uh, interests me is uh, your five bouts of skin cancer. And yes. uh, the way you used cannabis oil to deal with the skin cancer was uh, quite remarkable we've we've talked to s- several people around the world who've done similar things they've applied the the oil to their cancer and uh, like you did put a Band-Aid on it and watched it within days just disappear and i think that is absolutely remarkable
2: it's incredible it it, it makes you almost believe that well, there, there, maybe it wasn't cancer. Maybe it was just a zit or something on my arm. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But when you when I felt it, it had that crusty feeling like the other ones did, and it, it you know it what it is.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah. when
2: I did it, it was just amazing how fast it worked. Another thing that I found that was really amazing is with this back problem that I have. Mm-hmm. I take mass- I have a massage therapist that works on my back once a month. Has does remarkable things to help alleviate discomfort but I offered her the the chance to use some of this oil as a massage oil Mm -hmm. and I'm going to tell you something because I have very sensitive skin I have pins and needles and 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 it's very sensitive to the touch Mm -hmm. when she put the oil on my back gone immediately it was instant
1: wow it just
2: the pain. The pain, the discomfort went away, and she was able to work so much deeper into my back. It, as, a, as a topical oil, it was amazing.
1: What did she think of it?
2: She, and it was kind of ironic because as she worked it into my back, she says that she's always complained about oh, how her hands hurt and her knuckles and stuff hurt. After she finished massaging me that day, she said her hands felt better.
3: <laughs> there you go it's a two in one That's
2: right. I, I couldn't believe it uh, yeah. you know, I mean I mean it it's kind of a, a, an amazing thing I mean it works so so many different ways
1: Bill you said uh, earlier that uh, when you were ill it brought your family together Does, do any other members of your family uh, partake with cannabis
2: um not openly. Okay. They're, they're of an older generation. I'm the baby of my family, so they're all of older generations. I have one brother, the next youngest, the one next to me, who's kind of a, what do you call it? They f- go down into the States in the wintertime and come back in the summertime. Snowbirds. Snowbird. Snowbird. <laughs> Snowbird. Yep. Yeah, snowbirds. And they're down in Phoenix right now, but they're into the CBDs and stuff like that. I also have... Uh, I, one of my my oldest brother, his stepdaughter has um, MS. MS? MS. MS. ms yeah M S and she went through a, a a trial here a while back to tr- an experiment kind of thing to try to alleviate it with mm-hmm. chemotherapy and stuff like that and it didn't work and now she's riddled with uh, with cancer and mm. I've been trying to encourage her to. Increase her usage of THC and, and try to use this oil, but maybe with this, maybe with this podcast, I'll send her uh, send her the, the link to it and let her listen to it, see how she feels.
1: Yeah, we've uh, we've talked to several people who've had MS and uh, using cannabis oil has helped them uh, greatly. It's done with remarkably
3: the pain. well. Yeah, look at that mm-hmm. friend of Jack Kungels there.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. My daughter has my daughter has lupus. She uses it for the pain.
3: Mm. Yeah. So Yeah, number of my people are on that have lupus, you're using it very successfully.
1: Yeah. Isn't it funny? So. The hippie generation of the sixties, the baby boomers, they're the ones who are so brainwashed into um I shouldn't say everybody, but the majority of them are so the
2: non-users. The non-users of that era yeah. are brainwashed. Yeah, that's the a, use, the, those. Those who have smoked and consumed from that era are the supporters.
1: Yeah, very well put. Yeah, you said it much better than I did. Yeah, <laughs> it's frustrating as hell, isn't it? <laughs> it
2: is. It's it's, it's the, the ignorance level is is is, is astronomical. It's just it's so hard to talk to people because they have so many drilled in beliefs of what it's like. Eh? Yeah.
1: So, Bill, what's I mean, uh, what's what's in the future for you in terms of your health? Uh, you're you're holding your own. Are you getting better in some regards? I
2: don't I don't, I don't expect to ever get better. Not with kidney failure. Yeah, um, they're all treatments. And whether I get a transplant or stay on dialysis for the rest of my life, it's all just a treatment. I think I'm past the heart problems for now. Um, it's just some of the pain that I go through. If I could get rid of some of the back pain, it would be very comforting. It would help me out a lot.
1: Where do you but think I, you'd I, be? Where do you think you'd be, Bill, if you weren't a cannabis user?
2: No. Yeah. They would have buried me five
1: years ago. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> so cannabis has kept you alive. Oh, basically it has.
2: Yeah. And it 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 has. It's it's helped me mentally and it's helped me physically.
3: And continues to do so.
2: Absolutely. Yeah,
1: that's fantastic.
2: I I can't say enough about this plant. I mean, I I don't like to call it a drug because it really isn't a drug.
1: No, that's right. It's not a drug. Kale is not a drug. (laughs) Kale is good for you, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. No. Bill, anything you want to say in conclusion?
2: I just want to say that all you folks out there that are listening, enjoy your stuff because it makes it works. It really does.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Bill, it's good to hear that you're uh, still alive and kicking and uh, will be for many, many years. We appreciate your time. Thank you.
2: Well, thank you very much for having me on on,
1: on your show today. I, yeah, I really th- appreciate
3: it. Thank you so much, Bill. All right. Have a wonderful day, guys. Keep on keeping on. Thank you.
1: And we should remind our listeners, if you want to contribute to Cannabis Health Radio, you can do so by donating on our website. And also, uh, if you want to be a monthly contributor, you can uh, donate through Patreon, which we greatly appreciate because Corey and I love doing this and want to continue doing it. And let's face it, Corey, we will do it. We will do it, but and we could show you some help. Yeah, we could use some help. And once again, want to thank Ron Zar for producing this and... Uh, making his studio space available to us. And also to Mark in Belgium, who posts our podcasts on YouTube. You can watch and listen to them on YouTube, which we greatly appreciate. And thank you for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. We'll be back next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you.